When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. They play ESPN right there on your smart speakers. What's up, Jeff? He was dancing like he was jumping rope. He was, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that's, some, that's some fancy rope jumping right there. No, man, that be them kids, man. You got to check them out, Max. Yeah, I understand. I'm saying it's fancy rope jumping. Yeah, he's still. sitting there like, what are y'all uh, doing? I saw them going to the game last night. You know they were. Out, you know how kids are always out by yeah. the stadium? Yeah. They was out there dancing. I'm like, what the heck? Max, when's the last time you've been to a club? Have you oh, been I to a, it's a club, club, I grew like up a hip hop club, like a hip hop club. I grew up in club. God, don't get Max going down that road. A hip hop club. The last time I was in a club. I want to say is probably last month in Vegas on the <laughs> yeah right like in Vegas probably in the lat before the pandemic in Vegas okay yeah all right yeah but you know I listen I was trying to feel out like I mean, your energy when you, we're when on Max, in, when Max Kellerman walks into a club like we're not we're it, on in New York don't maybe bring up Mars or the Octagon or Mark Ballroom or any, any of those places from back asking, in the day Soul asking. Kitchen trying to recognize who you were late night you know what yeah. I mean yeah oh late night well, who I am I'm putting the kids to bed and trying to I'm trying to I'm in bed before the kids that's late night yeah I mean you're 50 you're <laughs> yeah, supposed exactly. to be putting the kids to bed <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know it's funny because we talk about like hey what'd you do last night I, listen I was in bed at 6 p.m do you think a young person who's out at the club and had a great time out at the club who's happier them or me in bed at 6 p.m. Okay, it was like a year ago when I walked in here one time. Max is like, oh, while I was in here, he walked in for first take. He was like, you look, uh, you look tired. And I was like, yeah, bro. Now I look, I'm like, remember that time you asked me I look tired? Waking up every morning at 3? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, not, it's not that tough, though, man. No, you, you, I'm just talking about when you get to the end of the week and you start, you know, it builds up hold a little up. bit. That's okay. Hold, hold up. Yeah. Like, thir- like Wednesday, th- Thursdays, you're like, oh. Jay, Jay, you, you peep game, though. This dude's out there in L.A. talking about – it's not that tough. <laughs> I got I got sunburnt the other hey, day. I'm in my no, flip flops. Nobody told you to let them talk you into returning back to New York. That's your fault. Well, I didn't at first, but you know, <laughs> things happen. Of course, I need to bring we, up I need to bring up a course. topic that Key nope, knows that I'm very not, interested not, in. No, no, all right, let's move along. At a let's certain number, going. back to Brooklyn. Let's get the show at going. a certain number, I broadcast from the moon. <laughs> all right, listen. <laughs> Bing bong. Brian Windhorst told us just 30 minutes ago that the trade deadline will be built around the Nets and Sixers talk. Mm -hmm. So, Jake, after hearing from Wendy, what do you think will happen? Jay, I'll start with you with James Harden and the Sixers before the deadline, 3 p.m. tomorrow. (sighs) A lot depends upon what's going to happen with the vaccine mandate, Max. like You and I were talking about that during the break about New York uh, potentially today or tomorrow kind of relieving the mask mandate. I don't know what that means as it relates to a vaccine mandate for indoor events or things of that sort. But if that is the case, if they are moving away from that, then I can see you make, all right, look, James Harden, you don't want to be here, fine. Let's figure out that's Ben Simmons, another asset. Try to hold them hostage to a degree to give up James Harden. 
um, and what you get in return. But I, I don't know. This is a really tough predicament because if that's not the case and you're running about it, you're like, I want to roll the dice this year with James Harden and Kyrie and KD because that gives me the best chance to win a championship this year, in my opinion. Three innovative guys who can do everything on the court. The problem is, will we actually see them on the court together? And the relationship between Kate, the relationship between James Harden and Kyrie Irving, if that has fallen uh, to the wayside, like Brian Windhorst has said, that makes it really challenging. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation no matter how you look at it. I think, though, for them, the best thing to do is hold on to James because here's what you're getting back. You're getting back a player in Ben Simmons who hadn't played in quite some time, right? He hadn't played half the – because he'll play the second half of the season, you assume, if if they trade him. So he's missed the whole first part of the season. He now has to come in and figure out how to play with two guys that he's never played with before. That that in itself is hard when you already got James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant that has played some basketball, whether it's in games, practice, games. <laughs> whatever the case, they but they've played together enough, whether yeah. it was a all three or a combination of two. So try and implement Ben Simmons into the equation right now to make a strong run. It just seemed like that that would be a waste. Now when the offseason comes, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just – they are. They all bets are off. Key, I'm a hundred percent. Of course, if I'm if I run the Nets, I'm telling Harden, Kyrie, and KD, listen, this is what you all wanted. You are all three too good together. Work it out. Win the championship. Stop making excuses and crying like babies. Go win the championship. Vaccines, I don't like this one. We're hurt. Blah 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 blah. Man, we got the three illest dudes ever together on the same team win the championship and in the offseason if you there's no way I'm moving Harden if I'm the Nets I don't care who has a problem with whom they are staying right where they are now in the offseason Harden wants to sign away we'll do a sign and trade and we'll go get Ben Simmons then or whoever then but I am not if the Nets would be out of their minds to do this right now and and why I mean essentially I'm still getting a player back that's great but why am I helping the Sixers in my same division and conference? Why would I do that? Well, also, I mean, look, you know Daryl Morey wants James Harden. So you hold him hostage. What are you willing to give me for James Harden? Seth Curry? Sure. I'll ask for more, like Matisse Thybul? Nope. Can I get more? <laughs> that's where they're going to say. Tyrese Maxey, where... can I get more? I mean, look, yeah. you're in a position of leverage here if you're Sean Marks, right? I'll say so... this. Thybul to me, Maxey's a nice player. Thybul's the guy who is a difference maker. Like, his defense, we will tell when, – when our grandkids say, hey, who's the best – Thibault's going to be one of the names that we think of. He is ridiculous on the defensive end. I, I think that – what you just said, Jay, yeah, you get Thibault in it too, you're getting a whole lot of defense. I mean, if I were back. Philly, I wouldn't give up. But if I were the Nets, I'm asking for everything. Yeah. The worst you could say is no, and I have leverage. No, no deal, not yet. Make how, bad, how bad do you want James Harden? Exactly. And how bad does James want to be there? So could the Lakers throw a wrench into this and dominate the headlines, guys, with another deal? Because they lost to the Bucs 131-116. And here's LeBron. Listen to this carefully. This yeah, it tells us we ain't, we ain't on their level. I mean, I would have told you that before the game started. Do you think you can reach that level? Where they are right now? Um, I don't know. Um, 
Do I think we can reach the level where Milwaukee is right now? Um, no. Whoa. See, that, that, that last part where – and, Key, we all do this. Like, people in conversations do this, where somebody asks you a question – and then you kind of answer, but you repeat the question because you're buying time to truly think about how you want to answer it. And that's what just happened there. You know, do you guys think you can get to Milwaukee's level? And he said, well, I, I don't know. Do I think we can get to Milwaukee's level? No. That, that's a – I've never heard LeBron. I know Max said he's heard it once. I've never heard LeBron admission to saying – because Milwaukee is championship-level good. I mean, Miami seems like they're championship-level good. I watched the Suns play last night against the 76ers. The Suns are championship-level good. Golden State, championship-level good. Continuity, experience, you know, people who understand who they are, leadership, the right personnel to make the team click. And when you watch this team – as much as I've never heard LeBron say, I agree. They're not there. They're nowhere close. And I don't think Russ is going to revive himself this year. Like this is Russ can revive himself when the ball is in his hands and he can make. You're asking LeBron James, one of the greatest players we've ever seen to play the game of basketball, to take the ball out of his hands to kind of acquiesce to the way Russ needs to play. And I, I've never seen Russ acquiesce to somebody else. Well, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to answer. I'm going to finish LeBron's statement right there. He doesn't believe that they're at Milwaukee's level right now. The way that they've been playing, the way things are constructed right now. He's not saying, all right, I'm throwing in the towel. It's I can't believe that this team is this way. He's just looking at it. They got run out of the building. Okay, they were down at once upon a time by 30 points. And so when you look at it, yeah, he said that, but he didn't finish his thoughts. So until the Lakers get things turned around, because it ain't all on Westbrook. Westbrook certainly has some blame based on his play. And I I told you, Jay, I ain't never seen it before in my life. Inbound the ball, Westbrook ran the length of the floor like time was running out and he needed to make a shot. Everybody else was just kind of trying to get across the line. I was like, damn. But it just, you can tell there's something wrong with how they're playing, the way that they're playing, and they're trying to figure out the frustration. I don't know if it's Frank Vogel. I don't know if it's old age. I don't know what it is. But you can look, being in that stadium and watching body language, that this is not what they signed up for. Okay, I agree with you. It's a lot of things. It's, I mean, Frank Vogel just won a championship 17, 18 months ago. I mean, you don't have Rajon Rondo. You don't have Alex Caruso. You don't have KCP. Your personnel has changed. You have older guys in your team like DeAndre Jordan. What are you doing with that? Uh, you have a lot of pieces that actually didn't pan out, right? And the, the one thing that was glaring to me last night, and there's footage out there, and if you're paying attention to the Lakers, if you see this footage, you'll see it. LeBron and AD are sitting next to each other. Obviously, they're frustrated. And then you have Russell that comes over to them, and he's talking to him. And you hear later about what Russ has said, essentially saying, hey, I, you know, I came over there to tell him it's going to be okay. It's a game. Let, let's actually hear the sound so you can understand what I'm talking about. Just give them encouragement. There. Just keep their head up. Keep playing. Tough night. Um, and I told him I wish I could help him. 
unfortunately I wasn't in the game to be able to help them. Um, and that's why I've, you know, why I came here to be able to help them out. So unfortunately, haven't been able to do that, you know, for them, but it's, that's not my call. Um, I can be there, um, you know, as a leader, um, and as a voice of whatever it is that is needed for the team. And that's what I'll do, um, until, um, you know, my number or whatever is called during that time. See, Until, that's um, the key. That, that's, it's, it's, <laughs> I'll be a leader. I'll, I'll hear my, you'll hear my voice, but it's not my call. That's, that's blaming everything on Frank Vogel. Like that, that's your star player blaming the head coach, a guy who just won a championship 18, 19 months ago, saying, it's not me, it's you because I'm not playing because I've been I, benched Jay, the last two, four I quarters. I think you've skipped ahead to something there because I, I, I appreciate that analysis. I think it's right. But the elephant in the room, is that when Westbrook, you got a ball to be able to say some things to some guys. When Westbrook goes up to these two, first of all, look at their response. Look at the body language. That's what I'm saying. They're rolling their eyes, eyes like this dude. Exactly. But, but I don't think, before we even get to deflecting blame to Frank Vogel for not putting him on the floor, if his message is, I wish I could be out there helping you, but that's not my call, how could they not be thinking, actually, the reason you're not out there is because you're hurting us? Like, you know, that's the killer but here, underneath well, they're it. Not, they're not gonna, he, but they're he, not going to think that, though. They're not going to look he, at a guy and say, well, you hurting us. They, you they don't, don't think they're thinking that? No, because they don't, you don't think that way. You don't. I understand the fan part of it, Max, and stuff like that, but you're not sitting there degrading your teammate that you went out get, on the limb to get. He, that's what but, I'm saying. I love, I love Russell Westbrook, but – if he's hurt, if clearly the team's not functioning well with him, it's tough for him to go there and say, I wish I was out there to help you well, because wait, there's guys, a reason he's on the bench. You guys are missing it. Who's okay in the call? Mm. Who's okay in the call? It ain't going to happen <laughs> without It's LeBron, yeah. the guy that you're complaining to that if I were out there. Don't th- and I'm not saying that Frank Vogel doesn't have autonomy here, but you don't think Frank Vogel and LeBron James and Rob Palenka are talking about strategies? And down the stretch, who gives you the best odds to win games in the fourth quarter? You don't think LeBron has anything to do with that? So you have Russell saying, if I were only out there, and he's blaming head coach and Frank, but Bron's sitting there saying, well, yeah, you're, you're not out there for a reason. Mm. But Bron is the one that vouched for you to be here. So that's the conundrum that, that you yeah, have. Yeah, man, like, he, everything that you're saying, I get it. But to me, that's what makes it harder to watch is that LeBron's got to be sitting there thinking, yo, I am the one who was like, him, go get me him. And we be, you played so bad so far, so poorly, that now it's like, yeah, dude. You, like, it, it just seems to me, I love Russell Westbrook partly because he is unself-aware. All he knows is aggression. Go, go, go. He gives you everything he's got. But LeBron's got to be sitting there like that look that I see on LeBron's face when I watch that video is like, he, how does he even start to explain to Westbrook what's really going on, right? How do you tell someone like that? Because that's what key. That's what makes Westbrook great is that but, belief in himself and that that switch that just goes on and only knows one way. How do you well, even tell went, him that? When they went and acquired Westbrook, he certainly wasn't playing it the way that he's playing now. I mean, they know that, and you keep thinking he's going to turn the switch on all of a sudden in the second half and become a much better basketball player. And I'm sure that they hope that that's the case as well. I think, though, when, you, when you're when dealing with a, a Westbrook, there's ways that you have to handle him very delicately. And encouragement is important. So, you know, LeBron looking at him a certain way, LeBron looks at everybody that way. I mean, that's just the way 
players look at you sideways when you when you the guy, you the cat. You don't want to hear somebody coming over to tell you everything is going to be okay because we've been hearing everything is going to be okay since the start of the season, and nothing has gotten any better. And so it's a lot of frustration that's going on right now. A lot of fingers are to blame. Point the fingers, whether it's AD, whether at times it's LeBron, whether it's Westbrook. There are it's pieces it. yes. that are in play, but it's all of it. And until they fix it, we're going to see what we saw against the Bucks last night. But Key, and I, I think, think that's what LeBron is speaking to. I think one of the things that really frustrates LeBron is that, and this is just basketball talk, if the ball is in my hands the majority of the game, I have to be cerebral. I have to see the floor. I have to recognize time and situation. I have to make the right plays, right? I can still be aggressive. If I, if I want the ball in my hands, that is my responsibility. So that comes with Russell Westbrook. And I think one of the things that's really bothering Braun is that you would hear these conversations that Braun and Jason Kidd would have a couple of years ago. And you'd be like, man, I feel like I'm listening to two geniuses, right? Because Braun is able to orchestrate the floor that way. He sees the floor. Now, in order for this to succeed, right, Braun has to play a little bit off the ball. And, Key, you brought up that point. After a timeout, sideline out of bounds, they bring the ball in. Everybody else is walking down. You hear Ross to the rim, right? And Bron's like, "Well, what are you?" Bron's like, "What are you doing, dude?" Like that's the time and situation. Think the game through, and I think that's one of the things that's really bothering Bron. So even to bring back the point where I hear what you're saying, Key, about yeah, Bron's gonna look at everybody that way, but Bron like is so completely thorough with the way he thinks the game through. Bron's like, "Russ, it's right there. How do you not see it, Russ? How do you not see He's it?" He's either gonna see it soon or things gonna fall apart. Emmanuel Sanders. Bill's wide receiver and Super Bowl champion mm-hmm. is coming right up. One thing the Bills can, I mean, be happy about is they got that man. They got that man. Right. And so for the next 10 years, you're going to be in the playoffs every single year, but we got to get it right. Shotgun snap. Allen back to throw. Sets up deep. Has all day long. Takes a look into the end zone. Looking for Sanders. He's got him. Touchdown, Buffalo. Emmanuel Sanders. No one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Emmanuel Sanders with us now. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. What's going on? Thanks for jumping on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Man, wake up, man. <laughs> yeah, hey man, I'm on I'm on the uh I'm on the, the West Coast and I, I left Buffalo. Then I went to Denver. I'm trying to find out what time zone I'm in, but I'm good, baby. It's man, but but I'm a, I'm on the West Coast too, Emmanuel. Come on now. Hey, you've been on the West Coast though. I just tested out on the no, West no, Coast. No, 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 that's facts. Real. That's real though. I I've been here for a minute, so I'm used to the time zone now. Oh yeah. It's all good though, man. It's a blessing regardless. Manu, what was it like in that wild, you know, playing in that wild overtime game versus the Chiefs earlier in this postseason? It felt like to me when I watched that game, I'm like, I, I don't even know who gets to the Super Bowl, who doesn't. To me, that's the Super Bowl. Like, I think I just watched the best football. What was it like in that game? Yeah, imagine uh, the, your dreams uh, come to you, and you like, there's a 95 percent chance that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my dream come true to play in an AFC Championship, have an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden, 13 seconds with almost 95 percent chance of winning is all taken away from. You. 
You know, uh, man, it was it was definitely heartbreaking. Uh, one of the probably hardest games I've I've I, I played in in terms of the disappointment of it, and I played in Super Bowls. Uh, and it, that game was up there. But you know, at the same time, you know, everybody's been coming around saying, man, it could possibly be one of the greatest games ever played uh, in the NFL. And, it was it was like a bad dream. I remember sitting in the locker room and it was me, Diggs, Josh Allen, uh, Gay Davis, and we like we literally was all just sitting there like wake up, like this can't be happening. And it was like twenty or twenty five minutes, and then all of a sudden, you know, I look and I say, man, like we could sit around and say if we would have did that and did that, but the reality is that man, we lost, you know, with thirteen seconds left, and um, and. You know, and then I looked over at Josh and I told him, I, and I told Diggs, I said, but what we just witnessed is two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time going at it head-to-head, and what a hell of a game and what a hell of a season that we had. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, that, that, that wasn't the motivation to say, oh, yeah, I feel better, but uh, just when you reflect on the game and just what type of game it was, man, what an amazing game to be a part of. Sucks to be on the opposite spectrum of it that we didn't win. Uh, but, man, it was just an incredible game to see two great quarterbacks. I mean, Josh Allen just shoving defensive linemen off of him like they're, like they're you know, on junior varsity in high school and making crazy plays. And then Gabe Davis, right, coming out of coming out of the Woolworths and having a day. And I remember texting the game and telling him, like, man, I'm so proud that the world got to see everything that I knew that you were. And so – just an incredible game, uh, incre- incredible outcome, and you know happy to be a part of it. But at the same time, it sucks to be on 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 the bad side of it, on the losing side of it. Emmanuel, I promise you, though, man, we didn't even bring you on this show to to talk about bad yeah, things in, in 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 the bad games and bad memories. But I gotta ask you, how often do you think about the catch that could have been in the Super Bowl with the Forty ers yeah, it's crazy because you know after after that you know after that play like I really wasn't thinking about you know me or I was just like man I lost the Super Bowl but now I walk to the airport and it's like they walk up and they go, oh you man you said this and that's the first question man what happened <laughs> and, you know, so that that has kind of become you know my niche but. You know, at the same time, everybody's kind of been giving Jimmy G, uh, you know, kind of grief about that throw and that specific throw. But, you know, man, Keisha, it's a team sport. You know, there's multiple plays you could point at that certain players could have made or uh, so uh, a coach could have made this or a defense could have made that play that, that could have determined the outcome of that game. But, you know, but uh, I'm not going to lie. It's simple to tell you that sometimes I don't dream of being able to catch that ball right into the end zone and become a Super Bowl legend, you know what I mean? Like, heck, yeah, I would have wished that would have happened, but it didn't. And, man, uh, you know, when I think back on it, just all the criticism that Jimmy G has been getting, uh, it, sometimes, you know, I, I find myself kind of getting pissed off about it, man, because Jimmy G, man, one of the best teammates I ever met, I, I've ever had. Man, just incredible dude, real dude, uh, and a winner, you know what I mean? Like, if you look at his win percentage, and and how people still doubt him, it, 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 it's unbelievable. You know, I remember going in the game and saying, like, I'm with Jimmy G and this dude win percentage is this. I'm confident in that, you know, and I'm confident in his leadership. And so, you know, all the criticism that Jimmy G gets just because of that one throw, uh, you know, I don't think it's fair because at the end of the day, uh, we lost as a team. Manuel, speaking of throws, uh, your quarterback, Josh Allen, made some incredible throws this year and really stepped up down the stretch. 
where would you have him ranked in the NFL right now as it relates to all the top quarterbacks? I'm going number one for my guy. <laughs> you taking over Patrick Mahomes? You taking him over all, all, you know, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I'm taking Josh over all of them. I'm taking Josh over all of them. And, you know, obviously, yeah, I'm not, I'm not dissing any of those guys. They, they spectacular players. But if I had to, if I had to uh, make a team right now, I'm taking Josh Allen as my quarterback. And, you know, I, I, I've, I've had the, the pleasure of playing with a lot of great quarterbacks. But, man, this guy, Nick Sillman, is extremely high. And he's a dynamic, dual threat, like, playmaker. Like, uh, the things that he can do uh, with his legs, and not only that, with his arm, uh, it's, 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 it's dynamic. And, uh, man, it, like I remember when I first got to the Bills, uh, it was like a, a post route right down the middle. Cole Busy was in the slot. He ran like a post route. It was probably like a 35-yard throw. And Josh, is, it's a laser on the rope in between – Jordan Poirier and Micah High on the road. Cole Beasley goes up, snatches them, and runs right between them. And I remember looking around, and 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 I'm thinking everybody would be just wowed by the throw, but it just seems like I was the only one that that didn't know how good the dude was. You know what I mean? And several throws after that, just at practice that you see, it was just like, man, yeah, this guy is on a whole other level. And then you add the fact that you know he's clocking. 20, 20, 20 miles an hour, you know, in the game off a quarterback scramble or a quarterback draw uh, at the size that he is, you know, and, and, and the strength that he has. It's a few times I wrestled with this dude. I'm like, man, this dude is strong. You know, mm-hmm. he's strong. And it's the reason why he's shoving off these defensive lines, because he's strong. And then you add that arm talent. And so I'm definitely going to take him number one. And it's still in his high, you know. And, you know, one thing that I respect about him is, is he felt like he was supposed to be in a Pro Bowl. And obviously he could have went as an alternate, but he's like, you know what, like, I feel like I'm supposed to have been in there not as an alternate. So I decided, you know, not to play until next year and to prove to myself that, yeah, I'm supposed to be off in here. You know, and so, you know, I respect him just not only as a football player, as a quarterback, but as a man. Tell us why you're here with us today, Emmanuel. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm talking with you guys because I'm here on behalf of Kicks, uh, Kicks World. Uh, man, I, I'm I'm really big into shoes. Like I got so many shoes. I love shoes. Uh, I, I I probably have way too many shoes. And uh, with that said, and me having too many shoes, uh, Kicks is a brand that I I really believe in. Uh, they 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 pretty much uh, if you want to uh, have a pair of shoes that. That, that you know that you're going to wear one time or two times, even if you wanted to own a pair of shoes, they pretty much rent out shoes uh, for you. But if you wanted to purchase the shoes, you could also purchase the shoes. The say, for instance, if you, if you purchase the shoes and you say, you know what, like I'm only going to wear them one or two times, you can send them back to them and pretty much just pay like a rental fee to it. And so uh, I think just the way that the, the world is going in terms of, uh, say, for instance, you have to go to a premiere and you want these shoes. You don't want to spend $1,500 on the shoes. You, you hit up Kicks World, and all of a sudden, like, they'll send you the shoes. But you can also have a subscription, and uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely going to start to add to that because, I mean, for me, like, uh, say, for instance, if I wanted to, like I said, go to a movie premiere or if I wanted to have a photo shoot and I don't want to just keep this shoe for and pay $2,000 or $1,500 for these nice shoes, high-end shoes, then I can just grab a shoe uh, and, you know, wear it 
for a couple of days or whatever. And if I decide I wanted to keep it, I could keep it. But if not, I could send it back and, and keep on, uh, you know, uh, pretty much renting our shoes, releasing our shoes. And so uh, it's, it's definitely different, but it's the way that the world is going in terms of people wanting to save money, uh, but also look good and look fly. And so, you know, uh, it's kicks, and I, and I believe in it tremendously. That's Emmanuel mm. Sanders, ladies and gentlemen, who's made more five different teams. Every time he's on a team, that team's making a run to the Super Bowl, winning a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. winning playoff games, winning 12, 13, 11 games in a year. Thanks, Emmanuel. Appreciate you jumping on with us. All right, baby hey, boy. I appreciate you. All right, man. All right. Yeah, one of the most, uh, I thought one of the most underrated players in the game, basically his whole career. Last time stop the Rams. Stop frowning, Jay. Stop. stop. What? Nothing. <laughs> That's it. key. That's for me. <laughs> the last time the Rams played in the Super Bowl <laughs> in Los Angeles, this man was their quarterback. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The second I was traded here and we got Von Miller, we get Odell, we get these unbelievable players. You know, the pressure for our team has been there all season from the outside, but from us, that stuff hasn't really bothered us, hasn't really crept in, you know, into our thought process at all. We just go out there and attack each day. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Your smart speaker to say play ESPN pops right up. Download the podcast. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Protecting your small business is a big deal. Cover what you've worked so hard for. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. You know, I remember, like, there's some years where you got one week lead up to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I remember when the Giants played the Bills. There was a week. There was a one-week lead up instead really of two. Long time we were the Giants. I'm just saying, yeah, but I was, I mean, I'm, 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 that's why there's a reason I'm bringing it up. Because as a Giants time. fan, you feel a little cheated when you don't have those full two weeks of buildup, right? Like this game is a big deal. But this has had the full two weeks, even in the pandemic. Um, like, you know, the way they're doing the pressers, pressers now, a little different, like socially distanced and everything. But we've got some good stuff out of it from Joe Burrow and others. And uh, especially considering the momentum that was built with those last two weekends of football, those four games in the divisional round, the two games in the conference championships, I feel like I'm like extra geeked for See, this one. I, I'm, I'm extra hyped about it, but I also feel like a part of me thinks the bottom's going to fall out. 
because the games have been so good, because they've came down to the wires so many times, I'm like, am I going to see a team get blitzed? Like, am I going to see the Rams? Like, am I going to see them win by 15 points? I, I don't know. Key, when we were kids, the Super Bowl usually was a bad game. But in recent, like, over a decade now, you know, the Super Bowl a lot of times is a great game. I, I feel like... Bad game when I was a kid? I'm oh, trying to think. They were, like, like Giants-Bills was an anomaly. Usually it was, you know... The Bears or the Giants or the Niners beating the snot out of somebody. Yeah, I really didn't. Yeah, the Niners would beat up on Cincinnati. That was yeah, that mm-hmm. as a kid. The Giants and oh, the Bills and the Cowboys was good. They had some good mix. The Giants in, but and a the lot Bills of times, were good. A lot of times the game was a dud. Mm-hmm. That has like not the been the case in Washington. Was good. I'm just going through yeah. it in my mind as a kid. The Raiders in Washington. A lot of was blowouts good. though. A lot of blowouts back then. A lot, of, a lot of times it, it was more about the pomp and circumstance, as you would say, the snap, crackle, pop of the game, than it was the results. And, but that has changed in recent years. The results have been great. You know, the, 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 the Chiefs getting – I like blowouts, though. They got blown out by the, by, the, by the Bucks because they didn't have an offensive line. That was an anomaly. I don't see a blowout here. I don't yeah, see I a blowout. Need, I, I need to see somebody get – I don't want to see back – I mean, it's cool for ratings and stuff like that, but I like to get it over with. All right, well, we're going to continue to look ahead at the Super Bowl coming up. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. The second I was traded here and we got Von Miller, we get Odell, we get these unbelievable players. You know, the pressure for our team has been there all season from the outside. But from us, that stuff hasn't really bothered us, hasn't really crept in, you know, into our thought process at all. We just go out there and attack each day. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Former Rams quarterback and... Vince Ferragamo on with us now. What's going on, Vince? Hey, fellas. How you doing? How's Key doing? What's up, V? How you doing, big man? Man, I'm hanging in there, enjoying the great weather, as I like to tease my co-host. They're out there in, you know, New York. So I'm telling you, they got to get your impression of these two guys, Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. Man, I tell you, those two guys can can really play some ball. Mm. They're they're looking good. I mean – Stats these guys put up are amazing. Yeah, no, no question about it. Vince, what's it been like this week around the uh, L.A. area in the Rams for this Super Bowl here in Los Angeles? Well, you know, you've you've been out here. You've attended college ball out here, and you know what it's like uh, when you get down to the stretch run like this and uh, the the whole team – 
uh, generates this enthusiasm around the city. It's it's pretty exciting. I mean, you see Super Bowl everywhere in, in L.A. and uh, the lights are brighter. Um, it just everything just seems to be ringing uh, the praise for for the Los Angeles team this year. And so I, I see that with fans. I see that you know people just getting enthusiastic about. Uh, what's happening here? Sean McVay's brought some the winning attitude, the winning culture in, in Los Angeles, and it's been, you know, it's been, it's just been growing. And I think, uh, it, you know, all the chips are are pushed to the middle of the table, and and you know the acquisitions they've re- they've gotten the last uh, you know half of the season have, have really cashed in for them. I mean, Von Miller's been playing great, and so is uh, OBJ. So they're they're really fitting in now the system and. This makes this team tough to beat. And so, you know, with the, the weather we got out here now, the the Santa Anas are blowing, everything's blowing this way. So I think I think the Rams have a good shot at it. Vince, a lot of parties going on this week. You got the GQ party. I might be there. You got the Snoop Dogg has a party. Any, any parties in particular yeah. you're thinking about going to for Super Bowl weekend? Well, you know, everything's uh, surrounding Super Bowl experience, and uh, there's so many activities. I was just involved in a uh um a game last night where uh you know the wounded warrior program was it was great fun snoop dog and uh kurt warner there were out there uh having some fun with the kids and uh that was that was a special event and then they have some luncheons coming up i'm gonna attend the merlin olsen uh luncheon they're gonna honor some of the the past the hall of fame ram players you know jackie slater jack youngblood tom mack eric dickerson so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun day and uh, looking forward though to the weekend because the weekend it's uh, all culminates, you know, with the Super Bowl game being here right at SoFi. So it's going to be a lot of fun this week. Vince Ferragamo, former Rams quarterback, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Now that the Rams are back in the Super Bowl again here in Los Angeles, how big is this for L.A. Considering that the the Lakers don't look like they're going to get it done and the Dodgers didn't get it done. Well, yeah, it's always been that, that uh, San Francisco and LA matchup. And it was, you know, a couple of weeks ago in the NFC championship game. And, you know, the Rams prevailed in that one. That was a, uh, it was a nail biter at the end. Could have went either way, but I think, you know, everyone's looking forward to this game. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's, um, you know, it's a, uh, you know, it's win or bust. And I think for the Rams have to, you know, there's so much more to lose if they don't win this game. So everybody's so excited about them. It'd just be a big letdown. But I I think, so the pressure seems to be on them. And this Cincinnati team, I mean, geez, I, Joe Burrow is, I played with his dad in college and he's just a terrific player, a young talent, uh, can do everything. He's, you know, he's just so poised and confident, not only in his own ability, but is in, in his teammates. And I think when you're that confident in your teammates, it makes you a better player. Uh, but, you know, this is a game that, you know, you just pull out all the stops. Keyshawn, you know that. And you just, you you, you got to play hurt. It doesn't matter what, what the deal is. When we played back, you know, 40-some years ago in the Super Bowl, we had our team captain, Jack Young, who play with a broken leg. So it just, you know, it's a time to uh, uh, to shine and, and to make the best of the situation. But this this is big for the city of L.A., obviously, and uh, for, for Stan Kroenke and, and bringing this, this new stadium to town. Everything just seems to fit right in place. Former Rams quarterback Vince Ferragamo on with us, Keyshawn J. Will and Max ESPN Radio. Vince, um, you played in the Super Bowl for the Rams in Los Angeles at the Rose Bowl, you mentioned. So what do you remember about that experience? 
Well, uh, you know, it was it was a big time for us. It was it was a new uh, 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 a new thing for us because we'd never been that far, and you know, we got through the playoffs. The playoff run was was extra special, and being able to play in the Super Bowl, just the you know the the notoriety, the attention. Uh, you know, being a worldwide event, it was it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger each and every year. And so, uh, we played Super Bowl fourteen, and and you know, just looking back on it now, it's like wow. Now look at it. You know how much even bigger it is, and it's hard to believe. You know, it's bigger than what it was. We had a hundred over a hundred thousand people at the game, and I remember the excitement. I remember uh, the anticipation and, and stepping on the field, playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, it was it was a thrill. It was you know we were a huge underdog and would have, would have made that extra point. You know, we would have covered the spread, but it just didn't happen that way. But we missed that kick, and you know Terry Bradshaw and you know the cream rises to the top at the end of the game. They played a great game and come out and and uh, and showed everybody in the world that uh, they were one of the greatest teams of all time. Vince, when you watch Matthew Stafford this year, so many people were wondering. Him coming over from Detroit, can he help elevate this team? Can he give Sean McVay what he didn't have in Jarrett Goff? What has impressed you most about Matthew Stafford thus far? I think you know his leadership, um, what what he's brought to the game through his experience uh, playing in big games, uh, playing from always behind the eight ball, you know, and now he's with a team that. Can 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 get out to to an early start and 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 finish a game and he's been able to sit there in the pocket to tell you the truth and and throw under pressure. I mean that's when he's played his best football was when teams blitz him and and you know in the fourth quarter he's been very efficient with the ball and so this is this is kind of what they were waiting for because a quarterback you know that's that's what you need the quarterback for is to be in the fourth quarter to maybe lead the team down for the final drive of the game. It uh, doesn't matter how much time's on the clock in today's football. Uh, if you have a timeout or two, it's always great. Even 13 seconds left in the game, you can still win. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's that, uh, it's that confidence factor that now the, the players all around him have. And, you know, nothing to say about Jared Goff. Jared Goff, I liked him as a quarterback as well. But Matthew Stafford has just brought another dimension you know, to this team. And I think Sean McVay saw it and, and he was uh, appreciated and, and knows that he's got the guy out there that, that can get the job done. Vince, we continue to talk about Joe Burrow and everything he's done in his second season with the Cincinnati Bengals coming off an ACL injury, leading them now into the Super Bowl. Mm. What has impressed you most about this young man this season? Well, that's a great question, Keyshawn, because, uh, you know, this guy is, like I said, he's extra special. He's he's as efficient as any quarterback in the league. Um, coming off that injury, you know, I was uh, kind of saddened to see that happen to him last year because he's such a great talent. And great talent like that doesn't come, you know, every now. It just It's, it's hard to find. And, you know, his quarterback rating on third and fourth down are, are, are off the charts. So, and that just tells you something about the kid because, you know, even being sacked, you know, in that in that Titan game, what, nine times, they still win the game. They find a way to win. So you're never out of the game with him at quarterback. And his ability, his um, sense of um, anticipation, he, his knowledge of the game, he's really got uh, a special knack to to make plays, to see, to see the openings, 
to have a great feel out there and no one to run, no one to throw it, no one, no one to get the ball to his his playmakers, you know. And he's really done a great job with Jamar Chase. He's he's been a great addition for this team, and um, he's got a great quarterback coach. And you know, guy, it just keeps going on and on. So they've when they when they lock him in as the number one draft pick, uh, you know, they they started to change that whole franchise around. That's Vince Ferragamo, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Vince. Appreciate it. All right, Thanks Vince. a lot, V. Okay, guys. Have a great week. Have a good one, my man. Yeah, everyone. All right, man. See ya. Uh, everyone uh, sees the same thing with Joe Burrow. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he, and, and he's, you know, I talked about earlier how we spend so much time talking about his moxie and his intangibles that we overlook. Hey, he's six foot four and he can run and he can, and he's accurate and all that kind of stuff. He's a good arm. But, like, the numbers back it up. He is great on third down, on fourth down. Mm-hmm. He, he does those things that we say intangibles, but actually there's evidence in the record that those things actually exist. He does a whole lot of – in fact, Max. And he'll need to do a whole lot more considering that O-line and some of their issues. You're not lying. Hey, Max, yeah. I know you got a crush. So is it Joe Burrow, is it Jimmy oh. Garoppolo, or is it Justin Herbert? Oh, I, I like Jimmy with? G, but he's not in that conversation. It's between, it's between Burrow and Who Herbert. Who you going to dinner with, though? Which one? Herbert or Burrow? Uh, Make a choice right now. It's like the last one you saw. is It's it's like a pretty girl's walking by. The last one is like a great catch in baseball. The last one you saw was the best one you ever can remember. That's all I have to say. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.